Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, May 12th, 2021. Liz Cheney gets voted out of the Republican leadership with big implications for our democracy. We'll discuss that, plus how a meeting at the other end of Pennsylvania Avenue showcases the two separate universes coexisting in Washington, D.C. And finally, new testimony inside some of the decisions behind the January 6th riot. It's official, folks. Congresswoman Liz Cheney, who was the third-ranking member in the House Republican Conference, has been voted out of that leadership role. Her ousting, which only took 16 minutes behind closed doors and a voice vote, it's about so much more than just Liz Cheney and her leadership role. It's about our democracy. And in comments to NBC News after the vote today, Cheney recognized precisely what this all symbolized. This is what she said after being asked about the battle for the soul of her party. This is the, I think, opening salvo in that battle. And and it's a battle we have to win. Um, because it's not just about the Republican Party. Uh, It's about the country. Last night on the House floor, Cheney made a defiant speech in advance of what she knew would be a vote today ousting her from leadership. And it's hard not to see that speech as an inflection point in American political history, certainly for the Republican Party, but more broadly for our nation. Here's some of what she said. I will not sit back and watch in silence while others lead our party down a path that abandons the rule of law and joins the former president's crusade to undermine our democracy. Now, it's going to be up to Republicans to figure out whether that is just a lone voice, sort of spitting in the wind, if you will, or if this is a wake-up call for the party. We know where the party is now. The answer is Liz Cheney's a lone voice because 70 percent of self-identified Republicans do not believe that Joe Biden is legitimately elected president. There is such a commitment to this big lie because of the fealty Republicans have to Donald Trump. Why? Because they think that is their best shot at winning back the House majority in 2022, possibly the Senate majority. But Republicans in the House are committed to this notion that they don't have a shot at winning. And Kevin McCarthy doesn't think he has a shot at becoming speaker if they move an inch away from Donald Trump, even on something as fundamental as the very basics of our democracy. And here's the reality. Republicans have to sort this out, but it matters for the nation because if we don't have sort of this threshold understanding of a free and fair election that resulted in a duly elected president of the United States. If we as a country can't come to terms on that, every other issue is out the window because you can't have a functioning democracy if you're believing in a lie. Just like Liz Cheney said today after the vote, you simply cannot both embrace the big lie and embrace the Constitution. They're diametrically opposed. You cannot embrace both at the same time. And that's precisely what Republicans are attempting to do. It is bruising the very functioning of our democracy. Now, here's what else matters today. At the opposite end of Pennsylvania Avenue at the White House, it almost seemed like a totally different universe, a universe that 
sort of reminded me of the old ways that Washington used to work. A president brings together bipartisan congressional leaders to discuss his agenda, his high-priority items, and looks for openings of some ability to compromise, right? So in the morning, you had the Republican Party just tossing out the Constitution, the basic principles of our democracy in support of total fealty to Donald Trump. And then an hour later, you had Kevin McCarthy, the same man who orchestrated that moment in his conference to get rid of Liz Cheney, sitting down in the Oval Office with Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and President Biden and Vice President Harris. And there they sit to actually try and find some bipartisan path forward on infrastructure. Here's the president. Well, I'm happy to have the House and Senate leadership here. Uh, You can see Senator McConnell and uh, Leader McCarthy and Speaker Pelosi and uh, Majority Leader Schumer. And uh, what the bottom line here is, we're going to see whether we can reach some consensus on a compromise on moving forward. We're going to talk a lot about infrastructure today. Now, the reality is bipartisanship still may not be attainable. Uh, McCarthy and McConnell came out to the stakeout in the White House driveway to talk to reporters after the meeting and made clear that raising taxes is a red line, a total red line for them. Well, the Biden administration has also indicated that not raising taxes on corporations or the wealthiest individuals in America is a red line for them. So in terms of how this gets paid for, it seems that we're already at a total deadlock in these negotiations. And just to put a finer point on sort of the bizarro world aspect of this, they have this meeting of the leaders. McCarthy comes out to the microphones. He's asked about what happened earlier in the House conference with Liz Cheney, and he says nobody is challenging the legitimacy of the election, that his presence sitting in the Oval Office with President Biden is evidence of that, despite the fact that Literally, uh, an hour before Liz Cheney was ousted from leadership because she's telling the truth that Joe Biden was legitimately elected and not subscribing to Donald Trump's lie. I mean, it was just a day, you know, as I said to a colleague of mine, when Nancy Pelosi is putting out a press release pleading with the Republican Party to find a way back to normalcy and support of democracy, you know you've gone through the looking glass. And finally today... And not disconnected from the other stories we've been talking about, there was a hearing on Capitol Hill today looking into the January 6th insurrection. Former acting Secretary of Defense Christopher Miller gave his first public testimony about the events of that day. He stuck to his decision that he made that day to not engage military forces. Here's what he had to say. My obligation to the nation was to prevent a constitutional crisis. In short, I fervently believe the military should not be utilized in such scenarios other than as a last resort and only when all other assets have been expended. What Miller didn't stick to was his criticism of Donald Trump in his role in calling that mob to action from that Stop the Steal rally to the march up to the Capitol and to taking over the Capitol. What was clear today from this hearing is that many Republicans want to whitewash what January 6th was about. They don't want to call it an insurrection. They don't want to say it was an attack on democracy. They want to uh, do everything possible to change the historical record of that day. That was very clear from many of the Republican members on the committee which makes it all the more challenging for how the country can get to a place where we set up a truly 
bipartisan commission of experts, former officials, to fully explore what happened so that we can ensure it never happens again in our country. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.